Hello, all, and welcome back to the Three Got Game Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and I got my eye on the screen. I got Matt tonight. Uh, Gigi is no, can't make it tonight, but that's okay. We can do it both. Matt, how you doing tonight? Right, right, right. When are you ever going to learn? You were shitting on me about the Patriots. That, 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 that they're going to struggle against the Titans. And, uh, and yeah, I think I proved you wrong there. I mean, we'll go more into it, but otherwise I'm doing well. I had a great Thanksgiving. I'm happy to be back here with you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm glad to be back here. Yes, we'll get more into it, but yeah, whatever. I mean, I had a good Thanksgiving. I was out in Florida. That's why we kind of missed last week. But uh, let's just hop right into it. Um, let's start with your Patriots. They beat the Titans. Congrats on the win. Uh, go ahead, Matt. What were you going to say? Yeah, so, yeah, great <laughs> win by the Patriots. Um, yeah, they went off in the second half. They scored 20 They scored twenty unanswered points in the second half. Uh, Mac Jones looked pretty good. Uh, he was very efficient, 23 for 32, 310 yards, two touchdowns, and a lot of tight window throws down the field. So that's always encouraging to see. Um, running, um, the Titans did a good job taking away the Pats running game. Uh, like Stevenson and Damian Harris didn't have their normal games, but that's in part because the Titans stacked the box and forced Mac Jones to beat them, man. And that's what happened. Um, obviously, great win by Patriots. The Titans were down a bunch of their star players. They were down Derrick Henry, which was huge. Um, and they were down their two best receivers, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown as well. So, Ryan Tannehill had a lot to work with, and uh, – and it did, and they did stay in the game in the first half. Like their their rushing attack did extremely well the entire game. They had 270 total rushing yards, but but unfortunately they couldn't get into the end zone. And uh, and while this is an encouraging win, uh, next week they do play the Buffalo Bills. Uh, this will probably be the first big test test because this is. Because, in my opinion, this is probably the first playoff team they'll play in the last six weeks. Uh, I mean, I'm not counting the Titans just because they're down so many players. But they'll be interesting to see how they do next week. And, uh, and I'm excited to see what happens next Monday night. Yeah, no. Uh, hey, I, I'm impressed by the Patriots, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Titans were down. They're, you know, two best receivers. And, you know, Derrick Henry, too. Um I mean, the Titans' defense is still pretty good. And, you know, like you said, when, when they stacked the box and shut down the run, Mac Jones was able to step up and uh, have a good game. So, I mean, I think you're happy to see that he's starting to expand down the field and start making throws, uh, you know, deeper and deeper, like we said earlier uh, this year. So, uh, I mean, I'm not happy to see it because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like that. But, you know, as a development for the quarterback, it's good to see that. And I also want to point out the Patriots defense did extremely well as well. I got to give them their props. Caused four turnovers, including three fumbles and uh, an interception. So so they did their part and just completely shut down the Titans in the second half. So, so like it just seems like the whole team is coming together. But like I said, Buffalo is going to be a good test to see where they really stand and whether or not they can be Super Bowl contenders or not, mm. And which I believe they are. But a lot of people – Outside looking in, <clears throat> Ryan, don't believe that. So hopefully they can prove you guys wrong next week. Yeah, I mean, hey, 
you know, back in 2009 when the Jets, you know, le- were led by Mark Sanchez and going to you know, the, the AFC Championship game, anything can happen. So we'll see. Um, this uh, this past week, the Jets played the, uh, the Texans. They won 21-14. I'm glad to see they got a win finally. Um, Zach Wilson played okay, 14-24, 145, and just an interception. He had a rushing touchdown. Uh, but, I mean – he did what he needed to do to win, and, and, you know, I'm okay with that. I mean, he still has got, you know, he just came off, you know, he was out for four weeks, and uh, I think he's just trying to get his legs back uh, legs back underneath him. Uh, but I think the Jets played extremely – their defense played extremely well. Uh, I know they had, like, I think four or five sacks or three or four sacks against the Texans uh, and uh, an interception by uh, the defense alignment, which was great. Um Forgot for uh, John Franklin, which is good to see. But uh, you know, I think you know, I, you know, I'm always expecting them to win, win, win. But you know, I'm just looking for development, and uh, that's all that's really important for the Jets right now. Didn't but, uh, Zach Wilson get hurt? Uh, what? Didn't Zach Wilson get hurt? Like no, that nicked up. Oh, no. Okay, I thought he went out of the game for a little bit, but maybe I was reading something else. Um. I mean, I watched the game. But I don't think so. So okay. But other than that, let's uh, move on to um, the Power Five rankings that Matt usually provides. Why don't you yeah. start with that? Yes, sir. The McDab Power Rankings. Here we <laughs> go. At number five, I got the New England Patriots. Uh, I would like to rank them higher, but I think five is good enough for now. Um, they've won their past six games. Their defense has been looking tremendous. Max been improving. Their running attack is still dangerous. And once again, they still have the best coach in the NFL, maybe in football history, and Bill Belichick. So Patriots are always going to be there. And, uh, and I think it'll be a good test for them next week against the Bills, who have been up and down the whole season. And they did lose uh, their top corner to Davies White for the season. So, so I think it'll be an interesting game on Monday. But, but I'm here to see it. At number four, I got the Baltimore Ravens. They have a 7-3 record. Uh, a lot of their wins, like a lot of people might say, aren't impressive. Like, they're not sexy wins. Like the one against the Detroit Lions where they had to take a 66-yard field goal. Or even uh, the Monday night game. Or not the Monday night game. The Sunday night game when they played the Browns. Like, I think Lamar had four turnovers. And they still managed to beat the Browns 16-10. to But... But good teams always find a way to win. And that defense, like, they're still very dangerous. Like, so they got Marlon Humphrey at corner. They got really good front line led by Brandon Williams and uh, and Clayus Campbell. So, so like, they're always – their defense is always going to be there. And Lamar, while he might have his ups and downs with his throwing, like, he's so elusive and is so dangerous for a lot of defenses. Like, makes the defense have to think twice because – He's such a threat in the run game as well. Like he's able to scramble, like kind of like a running back a little bit. So, so like it'll be interesting to see how they do the next couple of weeks. Uh, they do have a couple of games against their division rivals. So, so let's see if they can uh, keep up the winning streak. And then at number three, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, after losing the their. Pre- Two games before, one before and one after by. They did have two straight wins against the Giants, who I mean, 
everybody beats the Giants. And they had a very good win against a tough Colts team on the road. And uh, they proved – and the offense proved that they aren't one-dimensional. Like, they were able to show that, that Leonard Fournette can produce at the running back spot. Uh, and with Gronk getting back healthy, like, he's just such a big key in the passing game, especially when defenses start playing too high safety. Like, Gronk is a guy that can catch the ball in the middle of the field, play the short game, and just run over people when he catches a ball. Like, after a catch, like, it's hard to tackle him. So, so like, having him back is big. And he's going to also have Antonio Brown back as well. In, I don't know if in a week or two weeks, but he'll be back in this during the season. So, that's just another guy that Brady's comfortable with. And they'll, they'll get back on offense. But – my only concern with the Bucs, while their run defense is great, pass defense is a question mark, and we'll see how that does going forward. I know they're injured at the cornerback spot, but but we'll see what happens. At number two, I have the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they're the only team with two losses right now. Uh, they, did, they did have a bye this past week, but they did win two straight without their QB and their number one receiver. So, so that just shows that they're – Still a very good team, even even without their starting quarterback. And uh and yeah, they're proving that they're a Super Bowl contending team. Uh big question with them is Kyler Murray's durability. I said this in the beginning of the season, and I'm gonna say this now. Like at his size and the style that he plays at, like he's very prone to getting injured and and he had a badly sprained ankle and once he comes back, like even a little nick up, like even if he's nicked up a little bit, would that affect his game and would that affect his his playmaking ability? Because a lot of a lot of his plays come uh come with his legs. So so yeah, that's gonna be the big key for the Cardinals is whether or not Kyle Murray can stay healthy. And at number one, unfortunately our other co host Gigi is not here, but it's his team, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they, I just feel like they're the most complete team right now. Like, their defense is just playing unbelievable. I still don't know how they got smoked by Kirk Cousins, but then, but then they completely shut down Patrick Mahomes and play extremely well against Matthew Stafford. And, uh, and yeah, I got to give big, big props to Joe, per- Joe uh, Barry. Like, he's, he's bringing the defense together. Like, they are complementing the offense extremely well. And on the offensive end side of the ball, like they still have Aaron Rodgers, still a top top two or three quarterback in the league, maybe the best quarterback in the league. Uh, still got Devontae Adams. Uh, they're going to get David Bakhtiari back, which is huge because he's probably one of the best left tacklers in the league. Uh, Ryan Game is there. Aaron Jones will come back healthy. And then A.J. Dillon is playing extremely well. He's, he's just built like a brick. Like it's hard to tackle him. So – so, yeah, I have the Packers at number one. Uh, they do have a pretty tough schedule coming up after their bye week. Like, they do have to play the Ravens. They have to play the Vikings again. So, so yeah, that's my top five. Ryan, do you agree with me? Uh, I know, I know you, there was a little argument last week about the Patriots. No, yeah. Um, I, no, I, I put the, I'll put the Patriots at the top five. I don't agree with the Ravens being the top five. That's um, fair. That's fair. Just because, like – all right, so I was watching the highlights of the the Ravens Browns games, and Lamar played pretty bad. I mean, 
Oh, uh, yeah. But and he, still hasn't won. Done, he hasn't done well this year at all. He's only thrown 15 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Um, so, I mean, yeah, he can make the big play. He can get out of – he can run and stuff like that. But if you take away his legs, do you consider him an elite quarterback? I think he can be. Um, I mean, it's hard to say. But, like, the thing is, it's hard to take away his legs. Like, you got to be yeah. – you got to be, like, an elite defense to be able to do that. Like, and the thing is, like, yeah, his his arm hasn't been, like, as consistent as it was last year two years ago. But, yeah. but like, I, I believe that it'll, it'll come to fruition the, the last half of the year. But, um, but obviously, we'll see. Yeah, the numbers we'll see. don't look great right now. But, like, it's Lamar Jackson. Like, he's a former MVP. He's still dangerous. So, Oh, of course. Yeah. I just – I don't know. Like, he had, like, for his arm, like, throwing the ball, I just, I, I don't know, I just can't see him doing it, you know. But they're under a good a good coaching staff, good head coach. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> we'll see what happens. Sorry, excuse me. Not good. Um, but um, I'll put the Patriots five. I'll put the Bills at four. Bills, okay. Uh, they are, I mean, when the Bills are on, they're on like that you can't stop them but like they have and they shown, lose to jacksonville that's the they thing lose to jacksonville they lose to the tight uh the titans yep titans yeah they get creamed but like they kill the jets they kill the saints it's like they're on they're on but when they're off they're they're off so but i still i still trust josh allen still trust that decent defense i still trust uh sean mcdermott uh but you know like you said you know coming up monday night that's gonna be the big test um patriots bills uh, number three, um, I'll put the Bucks like you said, and then the Cardinals at two and the Packers at, at one. Okay, so um, we agree at the top three. We agree, yeah, we agree, except for, you know, the uh, – Yeah, the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, that, and I totally understand that just yeah. because of Lamar's struggles, but they but, still like find said, ways yeah. to win, like, it, and it's been a lot of sloppy wins, like, yeah. but they're still winning, and I feel like – with John Harbaugh there and like Lamar Jackson, who's been there, done that. Like they'll, I think they'll put the pieces together coming yeah. into the home stretch. I just want to see what the Titans can do with their star uh, receivers back, and I want to see uh, who who's the other side. Derrick Henry. Uh, yeah, if he comes back, I don't know when he's gonna come back. Yeah, I mean, and then yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, A.J. Brown's on IR now, so he'll be out yeah. for a couple more games. And so. Julio, like, he just hasn't been healthy the whole year. Yeah, like, I just think he's too too injury-prone to be yeah. great like he once was. And then Derrick Henry, like, they, they say – they're saying, like, the the earliest he can come back is the playoffs if they get there. So yeah. that's going to be the big, big key for the Titans. Yep. And then – you know, I, I love the Rams, but they've been struggling lately. It's, it's been hard to see that. Uh, but I do have a couple teams that uh, we should watch, and that's the Niners. Yes. They're, they're coming up really big. Uh, you know, even though, I mean, the Colts definitely, I feel like they can make a, a run at it, even though they're 6-6. Six and six. And then, you know, there's a couple teams in the hunt in the NFC. Uh, I feel like the Vikings can be one of them. I mean, they're, you know. Yeah, they their defense is okay, but Kirk Cousins has been on. I mean, he's on. So, yeah, he's been good this year. Yep. 
uh, and Washington. I mean, that's a big win last night uh, for them. So huge, huge. Uh, and then even like, like the, the you, if you see the AFC West, it's crazy. You know, you got Chargers six and five, Raiders six and five, and Broncos six and five. You know, it's anyone's game for that. And and then the Chiefs only had four had four losses. So yeah. even they're yeah. still like, it's not it's not it's not guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, it's not guaranteed for them. No, the Bengals came up big with the Steelers uh, on Sunday, which is great. Uh, so it's good. I, I'm telling you, the last like. Four or five games, it's going to be really interesting for a playoff hunt. Oh, uh, yeah. This, really interesting. I'm excited every, to see that. That'll be every implication there. And, uh, yeah. And especially in the AFC, I think, like, there's no real favorites. Like, you got the Chiefs, you got the Bills, you got the Patriots. Yeah. Maybe the Titans if they get healthy. I think if Colts can make the playoffs, like, they'll be dangerous. Yeah. They got great defense. And Jonathan Taylor, I mean, he's – either top or top two MVP candidate right now, or maybe Brady and Rogers. Oh yeah. So, I mean, even the Bengals too, they beat the Ravens, you know, yeah, the Ravens are there. Yeah. The Ravens Bengals. So. Like, yeah, there's so many teams that you can't say, Oh, they're, they're going to be the favorites by far. Like, no, it's just all so close together. So you yeah. just don't know. <laughs> well, it's going to be exciting. I mean, it's, is I've seen, it's been real even this past year, which is good to see. There hasn't been really any teams that have like gone out on limb and just like killed everyone. So it's gonna be good football season this year. I'll tell you. Yeah, that. like you'll you'll see teams like they'll have these great wins, and then with the Bills, like the next week they <laughs> just throw a dud against the Jaguars. I know. It's so crazy. and then even the Titans early in the year, like oh they look tremendous, and then against the Jets they lose. So yeah. You, so this and then even the Buccaneers like. Yeah, they've looked great so far. And then against the Washington football team, although they've gotten a little better, but that's a yeah. team they should be killing. And no. even they lost them. So you just, so any game, like, it's a, it just feels like a toss-up at this point. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but moving on from the NFL, uh, we got some uh, recent, uh, you know, implications on the playoff for college football and some coach changes. Uh, Matt, why don't you enlighten us on the uh, recent uh, news on the college football? Yeah, so, so yeah, there was two major changes that happened uh, the past few days. Uh, one of them being Lincoln Riley has taken the job at USC. Um, I don't understand that. I guess he wants to be in L.A. And he got made big contract from, from them, so props to him. And uh, – and I feel like he might be a little scared because Oklahoma has a chance of going to the SEC and he might be a little afraid of a competition. I don't know, like like I wanna make assumptions like that, but but to me, I thought with Lincoln Riley, I thought his next step was gonna be to the NFL. Like I thought he had all the credentials to be the next NFL coach, but but I guess not. So hmm. so yeah, that'll be interesting to see if he can rejuvenate USC and bring them back to where they were in their glory days back when they had guys like Matt Liner and Reggie Bush. So, so like, yeah, yep. we'll see if uh, USC can be the powerhouse of uh, Southern California once again. Yeah. And then uh, Brian Kelly, even though his team still has a chance against the college football playoffs, he has decided to take the job at LSU. Um, that's, I mean, 
I think the timing of it, like I, I didn't really understand just because Notre Dame's still in it, but I understand the job change just because with Notre Dame, like he's kind of limited with recruiting because they have Notre Dame has big, big uh, academic standards as well, and good for them and everything. Like people should should be studying and stuff, but um, but I think he wants a chance to recruit like the best guys, no matter what their SAT scores or GPA are like, like to come to the school. So, so like, I kind of understand that a little more and LSU is a big uh, powerhouse in, in the SEC. So, so that might've been, that might've been a big, uh, big reason why he went there as well. So, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see, uh, see how they do at those prospective schools. And I'm more, Interested to see who takes the Oklahoma job and more importantly, who takes another game job. Uh, I know there was talks about Urban Meyer possibly going to Notre Dame, but it sounds like he shot that down. But but then again, Brian Kelly shot down the fact that he was leaving Notre Dame just five days ago. So, yeah, so you just never know. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what transpires next couple weeks at those two programs. Yeah. Um the Lincoln Riley thing, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't agree. I mean, you still have a great program there, even though you you're, you might go into the SEC. I think you still have a chance of like competing at the next level with you know those those teams because Oklahoma is a great program, a great program, um, especially for football. So I'm not sure why he left. Maybe you know they had you know like we were saying back uh, back a couple weeks ago they had the, the quarterback change Spencer Rattler to Caleb. Uh, what Harris or Caleb Williams? Caleb Williams. Maybe yeah. that was the implication. I don't know. I'm not sure. But usually, I know. I, I heard like uh, the herd. Colin was talking about how some college programs you stay at for a long period of time. Uh, whether you you know if you if you do good, you're gonna stay there. But I'm not sure. Maybe there was something else up. Uh, and then for the Brian Kelly position uh, going to LSU, I understand that uh, because. You know, he's been at Notre Dame for, what, like six, seven years, I think. Yeah, he's been there a while. Yeah, so. He's been there a while. But they're playing in, in the independence, uh, you know, league where they don't get much competition. I think he wants to challenge himself to, you know, the SEC and LSU and, you know, like you said, get uh, better recruiting, uh, you know, players. And I think it's just more of a challenge for him because, uh, you know, he's, you know, the past five five, six years he's done at Notre Dame where they've been a top, a top 10 team every year. So, um, but other than that, uh, let's talk about, uh, the playoff implications for college football. Yeah. So, so yeah, the rankings just came out today. Um, yep. so right now we got Georgia at number one, Michigan at number two, Cincinnati at number three, Alabama at number four, Oklahoma State at number five and uh, Notre Dame at number six. And uh, you mean Oklahoma and, State at five, right? Yes, Oklahoma State at five okay. and Notre Dame at six. Yes, yep. correct. Yeah, Oklahoma lost, so they're yep. out. Um, yeah, and there's so many different scenarios that can happen. Happen yep. to a point like where where like any of those six teams can get in. Even like teams like Ohio State can get in, but like every team would have to lose pretty yeah. much. But um, but I can't see that happening. So. So my predict. So right now, if if uh, the college football playoffs were happening, like Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, and Bama would be in. And uh, my predictions, though, 
I think in the Georgia-Alabama game, I think Alabama's going to win because they need it more. They have to win the game to playoffs. I think Georgia, like, like obviously, like, they don't want to see Alabama in the playoffs, but, like, they don't have to. This isn't, like, a huge loss if they if they lose this game just because I think they'll still get in even with a loss. So, so I think Bama is going to get in along with Georgia. Michigan, Iowa, my prediction, I think Jim Harbaugh is going to choke, as he always does. He chokes in these big moments, and I think it's going to happen again. He did, fortunately, win against Ohio State on Saturday, which I was shocked about. Um, and, yeah, just to reiterate on the Ohio State game, uh, I'm not sure what the hell Ohio State defense was thinking, like just letting Michigan run the ball mm. for the entire second half. But that's neither here nor there. Like we're talking about Michigan and Iowa. And, uh, yeah, I just don't think Harbaugh's going to get it done. And I, I think uh, with the Cincinnati-Houston game, I think this should be a win for Cincinnati. But Houston's a good team as well, so you just never know what happens there. But I think Cincinnati's going to win. They'll get into the college football playoffs. And then Oklahoma State Baylor, like this is going to indicate whether or not Notre Dame gets into the playoffs if Michigan loses, as I predicted. And uh, and I think uh, I think Oklahoma State will get it done. Uh, I think they got a good team there. Uh, they're very they're very well rounded, and uh, and yeah, they'll find a way to beat Baylor and uh, Notre Dame. Unfortunately for them, I think they're going to be the odd man out. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. The Georgia Alabama game is going to be really, really interesting. Um. So, Al- say Alabama wins and Georgia loses, do you put both teams in the playoffs? Yeah, both teams are in the playoffs. Yes. What if What if Oklahoma State comes out with a convincing win against Baylor? Would Would you put them over? Say, if Georgia loses, no, put more Georgia. No, no. Mm-hmm. I think Georgia, like they've proven that they that uh, they're. What one of the two best teams in college football, and even if uh, Oklahoma State beats Baylor, like Georgia's only loss is against yeah. top seed Bama. So, yep. Oh yeah, definitely. So, um, I think yeah. No, I I hear what you're saying, but I think Georgia's uh, resume just looks so much better than Oklahoma State's. You know, um, you know, Pat. The, over the past couple or four or five weeks, you know, there have been teams where they come off big wins. And then the next week they shit the bed. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So Michigan comes off a big win against Ohio State, and they could just shit the bed against Iowa. So yep, and that's what I'm predicting. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I feel like Michigan can get it done. I feel like they'll win, they'll get in, and they'll just shit the bed in the playoff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then happen. <laughs> yeah, and then Cincinnati. Um, they have a really good team this year. I hope they win against and beat Houston and get into the playoff. Um, so I think Cincinnati definitely can get it done uh, and have them be in the playoff. Uh, it's going to be really interesting who they who they play in the playoff. Um, yeah, other than that, be... Oklahoma State looks like it could be oddball out only if Georgia beats Alabama and Oklahoma State wins. Notre Dame, I don't think, has any chance of getting in. Um, I think they're just going to stay at a five and six seed. And just get yeah. one of those uh, other uh, bigger bowls, unless Cincinnati loses, which yeah, exactly. is actually possible. Then it's possible, yeah, yeah, no, definitely, yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's there's so many different scenarios we can talk about it all day, but yeah, yeah, we we just gotta go with what 
what we believe is going to happen. Yeah. I think – well, my belief, I think Georgia beats Alabama. Bama okay. comes out. Michigan wins. Cincinnati wins. Oklahoma State wins. They go in. I think it's Georgia, okay. Michigan State, Cincinnati, and uh, Oklahoma State. Yep. So that's my prediction. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, it should be interesting. For should sure. be a good one. Yeah. All right. Um, we got a couple more minutes. So there has been some uh, recent MLB signings. Uh, Matt, would you like to enlighten us? You're more the, the baseball guy than I am. <laughs> yeah. So, well, it's basically one team that yeah. uh, made the big signings. Um, well, obviously, we got <coughs> Corey Seager signing with the Texas Rangers for $325 million for oh, 10 crap. years. Jeez. Yeah, right? So, so like he got he got his bag and then uh and then you got Max Scherzer going to the Mets along with um with the second baseman um uh, crap what's his name um but uh but the big thing is they lost uh, Javier Baez he went to the Tigers so so that'll be interesting to see uh see what happens um with Carlos Correa because a lot of implications were uh, were that he was going to go to the Tigers and now he's not. So there could be a chance he would, could go to the Yankees after uh, what you said about Derek Jeter not too long ago. Mm. And uh, by the way, the second baseman I was talking about for the match, it just came up to me, is Sterling Marte, like very good player, like very good defensive second baseman, has a 300 bang average, just a good consistent hitter. So, so like the match with Scherzer and if DeGrom can stay healthy, like that's probably the best one-two punch in the entire MLB. And, and depending on how consistent their hitting can be, like they can make a run to, to be a top team in the, in the league. So, so like yeah, they're very that, interesting. I think that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, I don't think they have to make a run, and uh, they just need that push to you know sign what they can and get the guys they need. Yeah, uh, but, you sure. know, you know these baseball signings, and you know, ten years, three twenty-five. You know, three years, one thirty. It's like it's a lot of money, and like I, I see some players, you know, they come into, you know, they come in and get signed big, but do they perform? what they've been performing before that, you know, it's, it's up and down. So it's going to be interesting to see these big signings. And, and yeah, you see with uh, me Machado, like yeah. he hasn't done much with the Padres at all. Nope. Bryce Harper. I mean, he struggled his first couple of years, but last year he came alive, like won the MVP. Yeah. So he's been worth it. And then Mike Trout, um, while he's great, he was injured pretty much all of last year. So health yeah. is a big concern with him. So, yep. Like, we'll see if that $400 million signing is worth it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, and I'm wondering uh, what the Yankees are going to do because they haven't really made much of a move yet, and they need they need one, a shortstop really bad, and starting pitching because the only guy that's reliable right now is Garrett Cole because after him, like, there's big question marks with the other starters, and – and with the Red Sox as well, like they did sign one guy, a starting pitcher for a one year deal, but that's pretty much it. And uh I'm hoping they can re sign Kyle Schwerber, who's a free agent. So 
so you can bring the band back together on offense and then hopefully spend some of that uh, money on the bullpen because they need help with that big time. Yeah. It was great talking to Matt uh, about football, baseball, college football. It was great. Um, make sure to uh, listen to our podcast on Google, Spotify, Apple, um, Anchor, you name it, we're on it. Like and subscribe. Uh, we're also on Instagram at 3.game. And uh, have a good night. Take care, everybody.